Hi, how you doing, folks? It's James. This is Gospel of Kennison, episode 184, brought to you the week of August 9th, 2022. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison, and this is my personal audio journal. Hi. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. I almost hit the record button without any idea what to talk about, but I made a short list of things because a lot of things have been going on and I didn't think there was anything going on. But the first thing I'd like to talk about is the fact that I turned 50 yesterday. I am officially old and I know, I know there's always people that are older. I know there's always somebody out there. Ah, you're not old. You're not old. Just let me have this. Okay. This is the oldest I've ever been. And I'm 50 and it's freaking old. And the only hard part that I've had with it is thinking back to when I was 40. And I, I had almost hit the bottom depression wise. And I just remember my wife was trying to make it a special day for me. And it was like a no holds barred. Let's make James happy kind of event for her. And, um, a lot of my friends had come into Orlando. So we were living in Florida at the time. They were there for a church event, a nationwide church event. And a lot of pastors, former friends of mine or existing friends, but former coworkers, I guess of mine were all there. We got together mixed and mingled in the Lego store and in the Disney store and in all this kind of stuff, downtown Disney. And we ended up in the back seat of my good friend, David Godbout's car. And we kind of laid it all out, how everything was slowly falling apart, how we didn't know what to do. I still had my job at the time, you know, but we just felt things were about to fall apart. And we talked for a while and I don't know, we put an impossible situation in his head and we said, what do we do? I don't remember what he said, but what could he have said? We were so desperate and what was coming was coming. Nothing anybody said could change that. I have spent the last 10 years in and out of depression and it kind of sucks because I, I feel like I lost a decade. I feel like I haven't been all I could be, all I should have been. I feel like I'm 50 now. The next milestone's 60. I'm definitely on the other side of things. My 40s were supposed to be great. They weren't. So so that's that's the only that's the only downside. And it <laughs> it's James. It's the gospel of Kennison. You have to have a downside. So yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there's any solution or, or anything to bring out of that. You know, my, my kid was eight. Now she's 18. My son was daggum five. Now he's 15. And most of their life, I have been unemployed, a loser. I, I don't pity myself. I hope that's not what's coming across. I, I don't feel sorry for myself. I... I hate that I feel like my life has been wasted. 
because I used to have such high hopes and this was not part of the plan. The only thing I've done that I'm proud of is I've loved my wife and I'm proud of my kids growing up in spite of me. I'm proud of the podcast, though I wish I'd been a little bit more consistent. At 50, I find myself nearly 300 pounds, winded, walking up the stairs, winded, getting dressed. I'm very out of shape. I, I want to change that. Last year, uh, many of you know that I lost about 30 pounds and I was exercising and I was eating right. And, um, it fell apart after I got let go, after I got fired and the bottom dropped out of everything. I recently read an article of 10 things that are pretty common with depressed people. And one of them is not eating enough or eating too much, which I'm definitely on the too much side. Another one was sleeping too much or not enough. And I've been on both sides of that at different times. Right now I'm on a not able to get enough sleep at the right time situation. Like I go to bed at nine, but I don't fall asleep till three in the morning, which is stupid. It's ridiculous. Another thing it said is personal care, shower, shaving, stuff like that is a struggle. And it is, it is a struggle. It hurts. It hurts to, to do it. It's a pain. It's a pain in the butt takes a lot of energy and drive to get to get that going and i do it i do it but it's dreadful how about that the worst part i guess about depression is it just makes you look from the outside like a big lazy fat useless dude and on the inside what's really going on is there is a highly motivated energetic loving courageous strong person inside that's getting the crap beat out of them and buried in a dark, deep pit. And none of that can ever show. And I don't say those things to brag because I really don't believe all that. I just look back at the past me when I was unburdened by this crap. And man, it was like, there was no end to my energy and, and to the things I could accomplish I was doing so many shows, so many podcasts, so many efforts with the church and everything, family, children, you know, the whole thing is managing it all. So that took something, you know. But anyway, um, or my job uh, this week is to start getting on the treadmill. I don't know how to change what I eat anymore. Because I'll tell you what I eat. I eat eat one bowl of cereal. I eat one ham sandwich with a piece of cheese, two pieces of bread in the afternoon. And I have a sensible dinner. And every now and then I'll have a pack or two of fruit snacks for dessert. And I'm just fat, not losing anything. So I figure if I can't do it through eating, I can at least start exercising. So my dream and my vision would be to start working out, but start by walking and get some weights, start lifting weights, not, you know, hardcore or anything, just something to burn calories and make me 
have uh, help me to have a little bit of um, lasting energy. So anyway, I'm going to try to do that. Um, ha ha. <laughs> Turning 50 was, was fun. The, the day was kind of weird. We went on a vacation, uh, a mini vacation. It was a one day kind of trip out to a river and my kids and my daughter's boyfriend and best friend and my wife without me took a float trip on kayaks down the river. I, Stayed in the cabin. I don't. I don't like cold water. I don't like float trips. I don't like nature. So I stayed and played Beat Saber on my VR headset and had some fun all by myself. Uh, we drove back yesterday on my birthday, and uh, then we went to dinner at Cheesecake Factory, which I've been there twice in the last month, and and it sucks. It's it's not good. Nothing I've ordered there has been good. It's very expensive. I really don't think it's that good. It's not. I won't be going back. The two things I've gotten, which was four cheese pasta, and then I, last night I had a chicken parm sandwich, and it was just greasy and nasty and gross, and the, the four cheese pasta was bland and flavorless. Their cheesecakes are great. They still got that going on. As my daughter would say, they're, they're smacking. No, dinner wasn't wasn't good but i came home and i had presents and cards i got 40 dollars in gift certificates for steam from my kids and i thought i was like gosh you didn't have to do this and i i think they just love that because i can't believe they gave me 40 dollars worth of stuff especially when jenna's going to college she needs all the money she could get but i took it I will use it. I'll use it to buy and return games because that's what I do. I buy it, try it out, hate it, return it. <laughs> but I loved having dinner with everybody and I just kept thanking them and thanking them because it meant a lot. Because My kids have their own lives and they're harder and harder to pin down and everybody was tired from the trip. So it meant a lot that they came out. The next part of my birthday is happening on the 14th which is a concert to see Walk Off the Earth and Lindsey Sterling. I'm going to see Walk Off the Earth because they are the happiest band in the world. And I can't wait to see them live. It's going to be great, but it's it's a heck of a weekend. Okay, so it starts Friday. I have to drink this medicine stuff, like a whole bunch of it, to prepare myself for a colonoscopy on Saturday. They're going to have to put me under because I use CPAP machine. So at least I won't have to experience it. Yeah. So they say I'll be fine for the next day because the next day I'm trying out my improv class for the first time. Then Monday I get a day off and then I think Tuesday is the concert. It's quite a bit of stuff going on. In a very short amount of time. And that's usually kind of stressful. I, I'm not, like I said, looking forward to the events as a group. <laughs> Especially the getting old procedures. You know, I, I kind of just want to skip the whole thing. Because uh, I'm a texture and taste guy. And I don't like 
drinking things. And from what I understand, it's nasty. And then what it does to you, of course, is horrible. And then what I'm going in for is horrible. So I don't know. I It's hard, it's hard to get sympathy from uh, the women in the audience and my wife. Um, because you guys have to deal with crap much worse <laughs> than men will ever know. <laughs> so, oh, speaking of women, my wife and I went and saw Barbie. She wanted to see it. I wanted to see it. It was not a movie made for me. I laughed and I appreciated the creativity, but to me, it was a movie that switched genres about three quarters of the way in. It was, it, it, it moved from being a comedy to being a drama. And anybody that watches it can, can see what I'm saying. If you haven't seen it, I'm not spoiling anything. It just, it's really funny and lighthearted. And then it gets really deep or it tries to. And I don't, there's dance numbers, and all kinds of stuff happening. There's a big fight scene. Um, I, I'm not quite sure what they're trying to say with it i walked out with the message that mattel was basically saying sorry we ever made barbie in the first place we realize she's been hated on for promoting impossible beauty standards blah 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 blah. and my wife and i talked about it and it's like i don't think barbie does that you play with barbie what from four five six seven eight maybe nine or 10, and then you stop, right? Once the Barbies are all headless and naked by the tub, uh, you're done with your Barbies. You've moved on to other things. Now you're watching movies. You're seeing television shows on Disney or Nickelodeon. You're getting your standards for fashion and beauty from the media as a whole. I don't think there's ever been a single child that's played with a Barbie and said anything more than man- I wish I had these clothes or I wish I had a horse or I wish I had a dog or I wish I could live in this dream house. Nobody's ever looked at Barbie as a child. I don't think. And said, I wish I looked like Barbie. Like I said, I, I honestly think that too much hate has gone to the Barbie brand when the rest of the world is really to blame. And I felt like the movie was trying to overcompensate. Like there were all kinds of Barbies. Most of them were thin and attractive. There was one fat Barbie. There's one trans Barbie. There was one weird Barbie that, you know, the kind that gets their hair cut off and gets colored on and all that. I thought that was really funny. There was one in a, in a wheelchair. So they, they covered all their bases But to me, it just seemed like a big apology video. Like we have to say sorry for being Barbie. It's definitely not a kid's movie. I would feel sorry for any kid that had to sit through that because it's got a few comedy moments, but it is made for freaking millennials. If I've ever seen a movie, like I said, it tries to make a statement, but be funny at the same time. And I'm not sure it pulls off either one. I mean, there were some laugh out loud moments. I, like I said, I appreciated the creativity, the world they built and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, at the end of the day, it was, it felt like a sermon and I'm not even sure what the sermon was. The only part that I really felt something 
one of the characters, she's a mom and she gets up and talks about what it's like to be a woman in the real world and to be a successful woman in the real world. And she goes through these things and to the point that I was, I was vibing with it. I was feeling it too. We do have things we share, you know, we have both have insecurities. We have things like that. But I also heard a lot of things she said that my wife has said. My wife is a successful person in a male dominated workplace. A lot of people in accounting are male and she has always carved out a niche. She's always worked against the system to become respected and appreciated just based off of her character and her work. You know, I don't know. It, it wasn't a movie for me. Margot Robbie is great. Um, what's his face? Can dude was great. It was cute. But if I'd known they were just going to be preaching the whole time, I, you know, I could have passed. I, I should have known. I should have known. But I, I really feel like they were trying to be this standard and apologizing for having made Barbie in the first place. And I don't think there's anything to apologize for. That's really what I walked away with it is, is we're sorry we made Barbie. Please forgive us. Uh, and other thing is Will Ferrell is getting rather old. Very, very old. So I just finished a book called Artemis by Andy Ware. Wire, Weir. He's the author of The Martian, which was a great book. Um, Artemis was not great. It was um, like an episode of a series where I only got one episode. It, it, it just felt like it wasn't very big, like epic of a book. And maybe that's partly because I've been reading uh, classics and I wanted something epic. I, I'm not quite sure. Not quite sure. But Martian, to me, his other book was epic. It was huge. It's a story of a guy that gets left on Mars and they come back and get his butt. And he has to survive and it's huge. You know, uh, the Martian is a great read. Holy crap. So, you know, and then Artemis, I just expected more and it just wasn't, wasn't great. He's got one more called hail Mary project. Hail Mary. I might give it a shot. I do have a subscription with audible. So, you know, who knows movie wise. I've seen Barbie. Um, I'm looking at a series called, Barry, Barry is on HBO Max, which is now called Max. It's got language. It's got violence. It's about a, a hired killer who wants to get into acting, <laughs> an acting class. I don't know any more about it, but my wife and I are looking for a show to watch. So uh, we like uh, mysteries. We like uh, adventure stories. We like spooky stuff. And we like anything in the genius genre, as I call it. And if I haven't told you about Jury Duty on Prime, please watch Jury Duty. It is, uh, it's not for your hardcore Christian person, but if you're a person that enjoys a little bit of adult humor, um, it is amazing and well done and it, you will not regret it. The episodes are like 20 minutes long. It's great. I would love to hear what you think about it. If you check it out. Uh, thank you so much for listening and being a part of my life and my community. Thank you for all the very awesome feedback that I get every week, uh, from you guys. If you think that for a minute that I'm just this dude 
that stands behind this wall and you can't reach through it and communicate, you are wrong. I'm very interactive. I don't do well with emails full of compliments because I told you I have low self-esteem. I don't believe what you say. <laughs> and, and so it's hard for me to respond to that. But if you just want to bat back and forth on something I said or something that affects you or tell me your life story or whatever, uh, I love, I love emails. James at NLCast.com is how you send those things. I would direct you to my YouTube page. If you'll look up that story show in YouTube and subscribe, that would be huge to me right now. What I'm doing is I am sending out YouTube shorts. There's at the most uh, 60 seconds long. I'm condensing some of our best stories down to 60 seconds. I'm recording them and I'm placing them on YouTube to try to generate interest in the podcast because I did a bit of research and I found out most of my audience is 30 and up or 20 and below. Okay. I, I don't get the 20 somethings and that's fine. Uh, so that means a lot of my people are on Facebook. That's my older folks. And my younger folks are too young for Facebook and they're too young for Twitter. And the only thing they have is discord and YouTube. They consider YouTube to be a social media. And so I, decided to start putting the podcasts up on YouTube. And then because the podcasts are so long, I decided to start turning some of the stories into individual videos. And so that's why we're doing that. I have 828 subscribers. I need to make it to a thousand before I start seeing any income. It's not my goal, but it would be nice. I mean, I don't have a real job. And so this is kind of my thing. And if I could make money doing it, I'll, I'll definitely let them send it to me. You know, they're making money off me, so I might as well make a little money off of them. And it doesn't cost you a dime to subscribe. So again, get on YouTube if you don't mind. Get on your phone, pull up YouTube, That Story Show, hit subscribe. You don't even have to ever watch anything. <laughs> Although, you might. You might check out the shorts that I've put up because they're good for a laugh and they're they're so short. All right, I'll let you go. But before I do, I have to say that I'm thankful for our patrons, all of you guys that chip in to support me and support what I do. Special thanks to Carrie Wright and Carrie Bernhardt. Become a sponsor today at patreon.com slash GOK. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Beep, beep.